Are you my podcast? 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 Hey, Mary. Hey, Sarah Colonna. How are you? Mary Radzinski. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And uh, welcome, listeners, to Are Are You you My Podcast? podcast? Hmm. We're working on it, guys. Yeah. We are working on it. We haven't. It's a work in progress. We just haven't agreed on how it comes out, you know? Um, We discussed this. We just don't know how, how it comes out, do we say? Yeah. Where's the emphasis when you say it? And um, I don't know. Well, it depends on my mood, too. Like, am I surprised? Am I hungry? Am I, right? you know, there's a lot of factors. I, so. like, a, I like a little shocking sort of lifetime <gasps> Are you my yeah. podcast? That's oh, pretty Sarah, solid. I think you just nailed it. Yeah, I mean, that See, was pretty I good. Feel, I feel like if I was like saying it truly to someone I would be like, you'd hear the disappointment in my voice. I'd be like, are you my podcast? Oh, like, God damn like it. Like, this you is know? as good Maybe. as it's going to get. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, makes sense. That explains a lot. Yeah. That's, that's too bad. Well, but I see what you mean. It. Yeah. You know me. I'm glasses half full of something or not. I don't know. Anyway, I'm glad to be talking with you. Um, We're going to have a fun chat. We are. um, Today, uh, for our listeners, we should tell them the uh, name of the Lifetime movie. Well, you know, just to recap, not the movie, but what we're doing here is we're discussing all things Lifetime movies because we both love them so. And we're ladies who lifetime. That's what we do. We really are. We are. Well, Mm -hmm. we're women who lifetime. I don't know that we're ladies. Um, yeah, valid point. <laughs> but um, we are, you know, discussing our love for Lifetime movies, and we know that a lot of people out there enjoy them as well, so we want to discuss them, and we definitely uh, don't take them seriously, so that's not what this is about. But it's Christmas time, and they have a new Christmas one every week, several Christmas ones every week. Um, yeah, they, they do, and I'll tell you, they do not really stray thematically. They stay very sort of in a central plot, but I dig it. I don't like a lot of surprises, and I feel like it's a warm hug, and that's why I'm comfortable. Yeah, no, there's no surprises. Not really. Right at the beginning, you know exactly what's going to happen at the end. Um, yeah. And that's, like you said, that's comforting. And this mm-hmm. this one particular that we're going to discuss today, it did air a couple weeks ago, but we loved it so much and um, mm-hmm. that we wanted to make sure we discussed it on this podcast, which, you know, so it aired before we started the podcast or, well, while we yeah. were trying to start it, to be honest. But yeah. Um, yeah. And it was called Candy Cane Christmas. Candy Cane Christmas. Candy Cane Christmas. Uh, yeah. I'll do my one line synopsis that. Uh, a woman searches for a new tradition to lift her holiday spirits when her neighbors decide to skip the annual Christmas decoration festivities. Wow, why don't you why don't you have a job at Lifetime as the uh, one line narrator person because, job? Because somebody already has that job and that's what they wrote down on my cable on my DVR. Right, that I think I stole it, but yeah, I I think I would do a good job. Except I would be like the dark lifetime they'd be like mary you have too much hate in your heart for the christmas movies. yeah you have to do the mur- the nanny murder ones <laughs> yeah i can only do murder and malice and yeah which by the way we um, will be discussing those when christmas is over we're not going anywhere um we hope yeah as long as you guys are listening oh. we will be uh yeah we will be doing we're these just things. this this is a, a fun little bonus for us because, you know, it's that time of the year and they're airing. But, yeah, we're uh, we're in it to win it. So there'll be some murder. Just not yet. Well, I know that you had strong feelings about this movie in particular, which is one reason that we really wanted to discuss it. Because Mary's um, just the, the yeah, hate that she has I, um, for the main character is really one of my favorite things. Phoebe. You'll, you'll see. It's Phoebe, the main we'll character, Sarah, there. that I struggle with. <laughs> um. You know, this movie opens, we see that uh, uh, this young girl named Phoebe and her friend, who I uh, can't think of her name right now. Lori. There you go. 
They, uh, mm-hmm. as kids, are enjoying Candy Cane Christmas Lane, Candy Cane Lane, and they're, you know, this a whole neighborhood puts up a whole situation, and kids walk around and stare at it as they do at Christmas. You know, you get it. You've seen one, and if you haven't, I'm sorry, you know. Um, but they, uh, you know, they say this is we. This is the Christmas tradition they love, and they never want it to end. That's what they say as kids, and then cut to we see them as grown adults, and they own a shop together. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. They do. So they 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 do. They own um a floral shop. Her and Lori, who loved Candy Cane Lane as youth youths, <laughs> and it's called Seeing Green Floral Shop, and it's. I think it's owned predominantly by Phoebe because she seems to be the big gun in there. But Lori works there. Or no, do they own it together? I mean, if they own it together, then Phoebe definitely doesn't let Lori do like, you know, act as no. her counterpart. She definitely runs over her a bit. But we sort of no. understand that that's kind like, of Phoebe's Like Lori probably attitude. brought, she probably brought in like oat milk for coffee creamer one week. And like the next day it was just in the garbage because Phoebe didn't like it. She just seems like she's like that. Yeah, anyway. I mean, Lori, Lori probably funded the whole thing and Phoebe just took it over, you know, like we don't mm. really know. No, um, and, and let's just this. So they're adults and this. So she opens a Christmas shop. She loves Christmas. She loves Candy Cane Lane. They both do. And the main sort of issue is that, uh, well, Shall I just say that Mrs. McGraw, the lady who owns the biggest house with all the lights on Candy Cane Lane, no, nope, she's the no relation sh- to Phil. She's no relation to Phil McGraw, right? No, okay. no, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe a great aunt or something. <laughs> okay, just curious. But yeah, yeah, no, she. Um, so M- Mrs. McGraw goes into the floral shop and she, she sort of like pulls Phoebe outside because she knows that Phoebe is a delicate flower. And she tells her that she's uh, moving. She's retiring. She's moving to California to live near her son and her grandchild. And no longer will Candy Cane Lane exist. Yes. She's one of the main houses. And, it, you know, it's not going to go on anymore. And she even talked to the other people. And they're like, oh, we're over it. We're glad you're moving. Nobody wants to decorate anymore. We're all tired. Um, and, uh, and. You know, this woman is thrilled to be, you know, her her son is moving her out to California. I don't know where mm-hmm. they live in this movie, but it looks very cold. And, um, you know, they you this is a happy news for this woman. Her husband's moving her out to Los Angeles where she gets to wear tank tops year round. And yeah, Phoebe is not happy. Phoebe cannot not be- cannot believe that Mrs. McGraw has the balls to want to. <laughs> live her own life and retire and move to sunny, warm California instead of sticking around just so that fucking Phoebe can see decorations once a year. I mean, honestly, you'd think she told her a terrible diagnosis. Like the way Phoebe responds to her, she's like, why are you just telling me this now? Because I'm because we're not decorating our houses, bitch. That's why it's not it has nothing to do. Also, Mrs. McGraw's like apologetic. Like, what does she owe this girl? I don't get it. Nothing. They're not related. She doesn't. I mean, and also, like you said, she's like, she reacts, you know, and then she's like, why are you just telling me this just now? And she's like, well, because I'm just now telling you that I'm moving. That's why. Like, what? Yeah. I, it hasn't been planned for six months. This is, I think she said her house sold really fast. You know, it's a hot market down there on fucking Candy Cane Lane or whatever. And she, it all happened a little faster than she thought, but she's like, what, what, what was my time frame? Was I supposed to, when my son called you, you know, was she supposed to be like, oh, I better call Phoebe and let her know I might be living my life. Yeah. Because I she, might, I yeah. might be. Yeah. And, and I'm sure let's be honest, Mrs. McGraw probably has to spend weeks and hours and months getting ready for this. And Phoebe just drives through and whatever dumb cars she drives and is like oh how pretty she doesn't realize the work that goes into it neither here nor there Phoebe's inability to accept this information is alarming it's true <laughs> it is alarming you're right I mean she's a grown-ass <laughs> woman she's a grown-ass yeah. woman and um you know so this is where we are we we know that uh we, they they let us know right away that Phoebe's a little spoiled if you will 
I think Mary has some other um, words for her. And um, they let you know that. I mean, I don't want to come out and say I hate Phoebe this early on, but I kind of do. No, she's. I, I, people have real problems in the world. Anyway, well, I won't go too deep. It's a lifetime movie. But anyway, yeah, Phoebe sucks. So that's where we are. We know that Phoebe is disappointed that as a grown ass woman, she can't go to Candy Cane Lane anymore and that this woman's moving away. And that really is how we start this movie. You know, she goes back into the flower shop and pouts. And then we meet a a handsome young gentleman. Yeah, we do. Uh, He's a handsome gentleman. His name is Eric. And he's the town veterinarian. And the town is fairly tiny. And it's unclear why he and Phoebe don't already know each other. But again, (laughs) it's exciting. Their shops, you know, their shops are, yeah, the vet shop and the and the plant shop are like across the vet shop. But you know what I mean? The vet clinic and the shop are like across the street from each other. Um, when we first meet Eric, he's, he's buying, uh, some coffee at the coffee place next door to his veterinarian clinic and he buys a lot and he's very flirty with the barista and they obviously have a little thing going. And when he brings in his coffees to all his coworkers, they're like, Oh, you had to get coffee again today, huh? Like there's clearly a thing happening with him and the barista, but spoiler alert, we never see her again. They just. And she seemed like a nice young girl working hard, you know, in the barista shop. And and I don't know, you know, again, because in comes Phoebe to ruin everything. But I have strong feelings about this and life. It's not about looks. It's not about being superficial. I know my status where I am in the world. OK, this barista is extremely attractive on the outside. But guess what? So is her inside. When he goes there, she's like, hey, want to try my new whatever muffin? I shouldn't say muffin, but it was like some baked good. And she's super nice. And you were saying they were flirty. They were flirty, but like he was kind of distracted. Like she's paying him all this attention. And and I just for him to not go for this girl and spoiler alert, he might go for Phoebe. But It just blows my mind. It makes zero sense to me. No, it makes zero sense. It also makes no sense to me that these people like there's a point when, you know, it's a small town or whatever, but there's a point when they run, you know, him and Phoebe run into the grocery store, each other in the grocery store later. There's the lady at the barista shop and and there's it's, you know, their friends are always trying to set them up with uh, on blind dates and stuff. And I'm like, wait, nobody has Tinder in this town. (laughs) Well, I, I I just want to see one Tinder date. I just want one sense of normalis, normali- normalcy, normality. Nor- what the fuck? I don't know what Nor- normalcy. Normal. Oh, I was going to go normality. But yeah, nor- one sense of things feeling normal. Thank you. That's it. That's the word I meant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love you. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. No. I mean, also, if they had Tinder, I'm pretty sure he would be one of 10 men that would show up within parameters of her age group. I mean, it's a tiny town. Yes. They'd be like, oh, just go next door to the barista who you just flirted with. She's single and and, and the only match on your profile. Um, yeah. yeah. And and I will mention that um, uh, the veterinarian Eric's co-workers, when they're, when they're sort of teasing him about getting, oh, you had to get coffee again. Was that barista there? It's sort of revealed that he may or may not be protecting his heart, that maybe he had a breakup in the last whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. he seems a little guarded. He's a little guarded. Yes. He he mm-hmm. see they they mentioned some ex or something. We know that he's yeah. um on the mend. His heart's on the mend. Um they discuss I don't remember if it was when like Phoebe came in or who he was talking to about being a vet, but he's very cheery about it. You know, he was like Well, I get to, you know, people bring in their sick animals and I get to make them better and give them back to them. And I'm like, well, that's one way to look at it. And listen, I. It's one part of the job. It's one part of the job. There's another side, which isn't so cheery. And, um, you know, I know I've had to have my cat murdered by a vet before. And (laughs) um, sorry, it's, (laughs) you know, I just think it's nice that he's that's his only takeaway. And I'm like, I know, I know, you know, in your town, sometimes. Things go wrong with animals too. So I'm glad that he's been. 
if if this wasn't a lifetime movie and was just like a regular movie or a real person, he's probably would be uh, a sociopath. <laughs> like he only see he's like you know murdering the animals is just a bonus. It's really just about <laughs> trying to like figure out you know their ailments and then once in a while he goes into his urn closet or whatever. I don't is that I don't know. Okay, but yeah, val- val- that's exactly how it works. Valid point. Yes. I think so. I've never been to a it just lets you know that this man tries to he tries to keep up a cheery dis- misdemeanor um even no my god did i say a cheery misdemeanor wow i can't oh, wait, people wait should a not second. be listening to us that's also be the title I mean, that's like <laughs> that's gonna be when a i get a, a d a dui over the holidays a cheery misdemeanor i don't know what it, what's a misdemeanor oh take a look at the help section i don't know <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that, but for some reason, my Alexa is in the background and thought I was talking to her. So I apologize uh, to both um, our listeners and to our Mark, who edits our podcast. Um, And just leave it in there, Mark, because it's funny. Um, It is kind of amazing. Mark is also Mary's boyfriend. He's my he's my hot veterinarian. (laughs) I don't know. He's her hot veterinarian. um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, Cheery Misdemeanor is a lifetime movie I will write oh and um, you can star in. But what I meant was he has a cheery demeanor for a guy who has a tough job. You know, he's got a tough job. Anyway. No, he does. I'm sorry. Next? I can't. I can't. I just want Cheery Misdemeanor to be my name, like my alter ego. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Do we have a mis- mis- misdemeanor? <laughs> or that's like a Missy Elliott. But like, Anyway, okay, maybe this will get edited out. Anyway, moving on. Eric, he's hot. I mean, he's fine. He's cute. He's handsome. He's handsome. And he's handsome. And he's also, he's, he's the glasses half full. He's, he's positive. He's got a great job. He's, you know, whatever. Phoebe, on the other hand, is not handling the, uh, the Candy Cane Lane disappointment well. No. Um, she went back to the flower shop with a real tood and uh, it looks like everything in her life has gone exactly her way up until now. I mean, that's how she's handling this, this news. So, uh, that's Joe, true. The she does handle guy. it like someone who's, yeah, who's been like coddled her whole life. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's her dad comes in to cheer her up. Um, there's Joe, the delivery guy at the works of the shop. And he suggests to her that maybe, Hey, maybe you should do something more important over Christmas than whine about, you know, maybe you need to get fulfilled somehow, do something nice, maybe volunteer at the assisted living facility. Right. Yeah. And I think honestly, Joe wanted to fulfill her digitally or with penetration or something because I felt like he sort of had a thing for Phoebe and she gave him no attention. I agree. I feel I don't know anyone actually aspires to fulfill someone digitally. Like, I don't know if you're like, oh, I got to finger that person. I think it's more well, like that's you want what I, is, is that, that's no. what that means, right? Well, that's what I meant. And I'll be honest, I'll give you I'm going to give you the roadmap in my brain. The reason I said that is because Joe doesn't look like he's very experienced. I think his finger game is probably stronger <laughs> than anything else. And I think he drives a big van. And <laughs> I just think that game. he. Yeah, I just think that he see like he'd be. He'd be like, yeah, like, let's go get some coffee. Like, I don't know. He didn't seem like somebody like wine and dine. It'd be whatever. That's why I said digitally. And I'm glad that you picked up on that because after I said it, I was immediately regretting it. Oh, it's the greatest thing I've ever heard anyone say. So I've never been so happy and I'll probably never be this happy again. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. It's not better than cheery misdemeanor. But anyway, I'm going to let it go. It's way better. Um, um, anyway, yeah, so okay, yeah, so we right. Joe works there. He suggests to her, Hey, maybe you should do something else to fulfill your Christmas hole <laughs> and uh, and work at this, you know, volunteer. He's a nice guy, he volunteers every Christmas. And she's like, I didn't know you did that. And of course, she didn't know he did that because she doesn't ever ask anyone anything else about their lives or what they're doing. She's just concerned about herself, right? Okay, so. Eric, the handsome veterinarian, 
uh, goes to Phoebe's flower shop. This is where they meet the first time. Right, he right. goes to the flower shop and it's like closing time and he walks up and it's like a full glass door. And as he's walking up and kind of like pointing at, you know, she's like putting, turning the sign from open to closed. And he's kind of like, oh, can I get in? And she's like, no. Like she shakes her head. I mean, that that right there is, she's not a good egg, Sarah. No. And it's no way to run a small business. Uh, you know, no. it's like you got, I mean, you're just now closing. You got one guy coming in. You own like a small shop. Just let the guy in. You know, he probably just had to put a cat down, you know, let him in. Yeah. Yeah. Even if he's smiling, we won't know. <laughs> but yeah. And I mean, it was just sort of, so finally she like lets him in and then like <clears throat> he, I don't know if she like even helps him find something, but does he say he's like looking for something? Yeah. She's he's like, like oh, I'm for- look- yeah, for a special lady. Yeah, yeah, for, or yeah, for, for someone special, because he like he doesn't, and so she assumes it's for a girlfriend. Yeah, but also he's like a not. veterinarian, animal doctor, but he struggled a lot with coming up with the word for poinsettia or point. Is it poinsettia? I know we. T- I don't know. Whatever. You know, I'm, that's a good. I, I'm not sure. I think it just depends on where you live. You can say it however you want because it's our podcast. Yeah. Okay. For the I'm gonna say it the way I'm poinsettia. Okay. If I was like a poinsettia, it means that I think I'm with people that are above me in a caste system, <laughs> a status that I'm out of my element. Anyway, so Phoebe assumes it's for his girlfriend, but really he's getting it for his aunt at the nursing home. Right. Yes. Yes. So now um, she thinks, oh, hot guy has a girlfriend. Of course, life's never good for me anyway. You know, candy cane lanes canceled. This guy has a girlfriend. Blah, blah, blah. My life sucks. I'm Phoebe, even though life seems fine for her. Um, yeah. I mean, it seems actually great, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, she's, she makes her own hours. You know, no, it's it's her frown that's keeping her down. I just coined that. I, I don't like, know if that's a statement. I think it, um, I'm not sure, but I like it. You know, I think we can just pretend. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, turn your frown upside down. It's not really far from that. So we're. I'm going to just we'll pretend I didn't say that. So. He's getting the poinsettia for his aunt at the nursing home, and turns out he hangs out there a lot. Um, I'd say that's his worst trait, which is a really nice trait. Yeah. It's endearing. Yeah. He likes to hang out with his aunt. They have a fun relationship. The aunt uh, wears wacky, you know, glasses and has not really wacky, but just like red framed, like cool glasses, I guess. And she has she's a the, friend. the fun aunt. Yeah. Sure. She's the fun aunt. And they... And she has a friend there and they love decorating the place for Christmas and they love when Eric comes to visit. And, you know, I think they want him to get a girlfriend. Obviously, she's always asking him, does he have like a girlfriend? Well, he doesn't, but he does probably I think this is when he tells her, um, which we didn't mention, but it's, you know, you're not missing anything that we didn't. But at one point, one of their co-workers said one of his co-workers at the clinic said, there, I got this girl for you. I have to. I, I'm a business. I'm a partner in this um, new restaurant opening, and we're doing like an opening. And there's going to be a girl there that I think you'd really get along with. So, you know, he they agree. Eric agrees to go to that. I guess because he's going to maybe meet this girl. Uh, he's already forgotten about the barista again, um, and uh, and he's not interested in Phoebe yet because she's just closes the door on his face. Now they did meet up right again, right after this, right after we see him at the nursing home, then we see, um, he goes to the, they run into each other at the grocery store, Phoebe and Eric, the vet. Yes. She is in the grocery store and needs vanilla or something and he needs lights. And they both at one time reach for the same cup of coffee I and believe it, it was you sc- cocoa. Scream or co? Oh yeah, it was co- cocoa. Cocoa. Hot cocoa. It was cocoa. Yeah, yeah they reached for it at the same time, <clears throat> and um, I think she ended up drinking it. Right? Like that's how that went. I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, also, this is a minor detail, but I think it was even before this. Um, there's a moment where Phoebe's dad shows up to the floral shop and brings her cocoa. Oh right, yes. When he when I he- only bring that up because that explains her shitty personality. Right. Because think about that, like. She's a grown woman. Her father has nothing better to do in the day than to walk in and bring her cocoa. 
No wonder she's upset that this Candy Lane or Candy Lane, Candy Cane Lane is canceled or whatever the hell you call it. Like everything has gone her way. I don't, she just I don't, she seems really spoiled. I don't mean to bring up anything personal, Mary, but it sounds like your dad never brought you cocoa. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, we're going to title this Daddy Issues. And um, I don't know how much time you guys, the listeners have, but uh, no. No, he... I mean, I'll be honest. First of all, he'd call it hot chocolate, like a goddamn civil person. Yes. Okay. And then well, also, an adult. Yeah, an adult. You can call it well, cocoa an adult. for a kid. You a, know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't like that with like the double. Well, no. When he brought her cocoa to make her feel better about the fact that um, Candy Cane Lane was closed, so it was just already like you're 40 and your 70 year old dad yeah. has to come in here and comfort you over a you know. Over the nice Miss you know Miss McGraw having a nice life for herself in the future, so it's all upsetting. And um, now, now that they're in the grocery store and fighting over the cocoa sample, um, we we see Eric is interested in Phoebe, and Mm -hmm. she seems interested in him. Yeah, I mean, who knows? She seems (laughs) she seems kind of interested in him. We can't tell, but he. Basically says like, hey, I think I let's go get a real cup of hot chocolate because that one was a little tiny sample and I didn't get any because you drank it or whatever. And uh, she turns him down. She just, nope, got to go. And it's confusing at first why Phoebe, who clearly has nothing else to do but obsess over Candy Cane Lane, won't just go have a nice hot chocolate with this man. But then we have to remember, or she makes us remember at some point anyway, that she thinks he has... She thinks he has a girlfriend. She thinks he's buying that. Oh, that's right. right. Yes. That's right. Yes. Okay. So we can't yeah. be too mad at her yet. She thinks he bought the poinsettia yeah, for um, a girlfriend. That's, I'm going to call it. That's the most redeeming quality about Phoebe is that she's not like a homewrecker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that she sort of respects her place as an outside person. If he's in a relationship, it's the, it's right now I'm feeling, I'm warming up to that part of her. There you go. See, even Mary can find a way to like Phoebe. So it's the, it's the fucking Christmas spirit is what you have. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. (laughs) Well, they, (laughs) they don't end that's so they don't end up going to Coco that time. Right. Not that time. No, I think so. Okay, so she goes back. I don't think she might mention to Lori. Maybe she ran into the guy, but like she's yeah. not giving it enough airtime that you would with a girlfriend of like, oh, this kind of hot guy, you know, gave me his number. Is that he? Did he give her his number? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I think so because then he was like, well, then call me or whatever. And then, um, yeah, she does mention it to Lori, and because Lori's then like, ooh, maybe. Phoebe's going to finally get a life, you know, and get off my nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Lori's married. She has a, um, she, you know, she doesn't really bring it up much because it probably pisses Phoebe off, but um, she's married and does seem to want, you know, Phoebe to date. um, And, and, you know, so she's like, Oh, so you ran into that guy, you know, here and there that comes up. But, she basically, Phoebe says, yeah, but he has a girlfriend. Um, so that's right, what they right. think. Now, actually, okay, this brings us to, you had mentioned, okay, wait. So Lori, the friend, asks Phoebe to come over for dinner on a Saturday night. Is that correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. At the last okay. minute. Last minute. And it's like, this is supposed to be her best friend, her childhood friend. Like, they've been, like, in it. To come over, have a bite to eat. I mean, I've done that. My best friend's married. I'd go over. I, like, go through their cupboards, get hammered, eat what I want. It's not, like, formal. You know right. what I mean? But this felt a little formal. But I don't know if that was the point. And then, turns out, Phoebe shows up. Oh, no. I'm forgetting okay. a key point. Well, go so ahead, this Sarah. is right. So, in, before this happens, you know, listen, we don't need to break down the whole movie for everybody because they've yeah, either you're seen right, you're but, right. but, you know, they want to hear the, the, right. the highlights. Um, what had happened to lead up to this was there's been a couple run ins with Phoebe and the vet. They keep, they just can't. She um, then goes and puts a little Christmas tree in his uh, clinic, oh, 
to right. to yep. tell to because now she's raising money for foster children. She's raising money for foster children. We know we've never seen one foster children in this movie, but they talk a lot no. about how much they care about them, but we don't see them. So not one. That's what she's decided to do also to keep herself busy for Christmas. But now she's also gone to the nursing, the assisted living home. She's met the aunt. Um, they hit it off. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did skip yeah. over. So, Jesus I know. Christ, but, sorry we, this about is that. a quick yeah. thing to, you know, we'll just, we'll yeah, recap yeah, that quickly. Right. We don't, it's, uh, right. it's just the little details for the, um, but they're important, but yeah, yeah but that's list. it. But, yeah. So we, yeah. th- she has gone to the, uh, assisted living place to, ha- and to help them decorate for Christmas. And then she meets the aunt. She doesn't know it's the aunt. And then in comes, um, Eric at some point. And then we, that's when Phoebe finds out that this is my aunt and that's who the the poinsettia was for. for. So at this point, um, aside from the grocery store, there's been like a couple other times where she shot him down and not, and not been interested in him. Yeah. So his feelings have been hurt a few times. Right. No. And, but he's, you know, he's not a quitter. He's just, he's in it. And um, that's when I think he asked her to go get another cup of hot cocoa or whatever. Is that like when they're and then because and, she knows that the poinsettia was for the aunt, she agrees. Yeah, to. they finally go to get a cocoa. Um, yeah. Um, imagine yeah. And I believe in the coffee shop where the barista was. Where the where the yeah. where the lovely barista yeah. who's nothing but kind and put her heart and wore her our heart on. I can't even talk. Wore her heart on her sleeve, right. and they don't even show uh, actually, her. Actually, I think at crying. that, I think at that point, she still went and got cocoa and didn't even know because it was like basically until uh, she she found out that like he what didn't have a girlfriend and that the aunt was who the poinsettia was before. That's when the same day that the um, friend Lori says, "Come over for dinner tonight." Oh, yep. Now, mm-hmm. what happens then is, of course, right when she's agreed to go over dinner, last minute, no big deal. It's a, you know, she's like, just come hang out with me and my husband. Well, then the vet calls and says, hey, right. I know it's last minute, but I would love to hang out with you tonight. And she goes, oh, I can't. Now, she's already expressed to Lori that she's interested in this guy. She kn- yeah, She's yeah. now told her that, oh, it's the aunt. He's single. She's all... And so Lori knows she's into him. So if if you're if and instead of running at the chance to go out to dinner with the guy now that she knows he's single and they can, you know, have some fun, um, she turns it down and says, I already have plans tonight. But you just made the plans three minutes ago with your best friend who will be more than happy for you to cancel on her. Like, yes, she will be like, please don't come over. Please don't come over. Please go out with Eric the vet. I mean, also, I just think that's so bizarre to even refer to like, oh, I'm going to go have dinner at my best girlfriend's house, her and her husband, to refer to that as I have plans. Yeah, that's not. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, that's that's like that's those aren't plans. You don't keep. Plans. That's what happens when you don't have plans. Yeah. No, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's. Thank you. Exactly. That is your backup. Right? That's your backup. You now there's dick on the table and you take right. It. And that is the main course we're looking for. We don't care what Lori comes up anyway. But she, no, Phoebe, again, I don't, I'm not going to call it integrity. I'm not going to say that. I think she's just dumb. She is dumb. She would say, oh, I have plans. Yeah. Because Lori would have understood. Any friend would have been like, yeah, please, for the love of God. Not only understood. Yeah, she would have provoked, pressured her to go and, and, and get that dick. Especially since it turns out when Phoebe shows up to her house that she had invited a friend of her husband's over, like some friend of his from the gym, and he's a he's a total douchebag. And now they're you know she's like, oh my god, are you really trying to set me up with someone? And Lori's like, sorry, it's just that you you know seem really down about Christmas Lane and. Eric the vet and she's like well Eric the vet just called me and you know Lori's just like bitch why are you here but yeah, she's on a basically confused, a even. super awkward dinner date where he kind of like the guy you know not a dinner date but, but he's the other guy at the house and it's obviously they're trying to set them up and he's um interesting he 
is rude, right? Like he says a lot of very rude, strange, yeah, comments to her. Um, and she's really defensive and everyone's uncomfortable. And then when they leave, um, he kind of runs out after her or walks her out, I guess, and and says, like, look, I think um I was nervous and not on my best behavior tonight. I'd love to take you out another time. I'm an investor in a restaurant. I'd like for you to come to this launch party that we're having, which we already know Eric is going to, because that's the same thing that his coworker invited him to, to meet a girl. So now I, as a, as a viewer was actually drawn in at this point, I was like, Oh, this Mm -hmm. guy's, this guy's apologizing. Maybe he's not a dick, you know? Right. Maybe he was just nervous. Um, yeah. He showed some self-awareness. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make it right. Yeah. And and I'm, you know, fortunately, she agrees to give him another chance. Yeah. And then they go and he's worse. Mm-hmm. Um, he was worse when I didn't think that was possible. But it was but it was entertaining how bad he was. Like he she basically I, I think he says, you know, something about he asked her what she does. She says she owns the flower shop. She goes, what's your favorite flower? He goes, I don't really like flowers. <laughs> which actually made me like him more yeah i know it ruined it for phoebe but that's when my dick got hard i was like oh he does yeah it was sort of fun it was really funny or that or that or at one point he's like she's like what's your favorite thing about christmas he's like i don't really care about christmas i mean it was (laughs) every i'm a fucking grown-up phoebe yeah i uh i actually i I live for every day not just the holidays oh every every dream um that that she has and everything that she likes. He's just like, nah, not for me. So it was yeah. actually kind of an entertaining thing to watch. Um, and then of course, since they're at this thing and we know that Eric is probably going to show up, he does. And Phoebe sees him and she sees him taking the coat off the woman that his friend is trying to set him up with, even though they didn't come together. But, and she, when they, they start to walk by her and she like jumps up from the table with her date and just like stands in the way and gets really super awkward and, and makes, you know, I think even the vet uncomfortable where she's like, hi. And they're just staring at each other. And both their dates are like, sorry that we're here. Like, I, I just thought it was really ballsy of her to be like, I've turned you down. I just turned you down again last night. Um, oh, she, I turned she, you down she, every time yeah. you asked me out. And now I'm going to basically make your date feel uncomfortable. No, I mean, it was like for somebody who has been so dismissive with him the way she has been, she like cut off his like path, his walking path, like where he was going, like jumped in front of him. Like uh, it it was frantic almost. And it felt very uncomfortable. And yeah, I mean, I think he was a little shook. I think that, you know, they both saw each other there with someone else. But um, no, I'm just I'm going to stand by the fact that Phoebe sucked. Yes. Yes, she does. And um, neither of them have really a good time with their dates, which, you know, we expect to happen. Um, And then now we cut to, um, I think, do they talk again right after that? Or is this right when she goes back into the vet to pick up the presents and hears, um, (gasps) overhears the conversation? Because that's kind of the crux of it all. We might be skipping ahead of it, but I think you guys all. um, Yeah know that you get the gist the, of what goes the on. Gist. Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. on with these two. Um, but yeah, they, they, neither of them have a good time with their dates and, and we know now that they're interested in each other and we think they know that each other is interested in each other. Um, and Phoebe's feeling pretty good about it. You know, she's feeling like yeah. her and Eric, the vet have somewhere to go somewhere. Oh, oh, because they go to the assisted living facility and they and they do the decoration and they kind of hit it off right they even like hang out yeah more there. they like they they like teach the the aunt and the friends was it some wreath making i believe yeah something like that and they end up kind of in in the kitchen area do they almost kiss because at this point they still haven't tasted tongues no they and there's no t- they're, <laughs> that is not happening. No tongue it has not happened but you, yeah there's definitely some oh you know what yeah, and they have this nice evening and yada, yada. They go outside and they have this real heart to heart, Sarah. I think you oh. remember. And this is where. This is right after the wreath making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where Phoebe is just like, you know, she just goes in and she's like, she's a, she's really happy that they have 
a lot in common because she shares with him um, her loss, which is uh, that Candy Cane Lane, her childhood lit up Christmas street that she fucking drive. Picture me doing a jerk off motion. Okay. While I'm saying this Mm -hmm. and this is her, she, but now Mrs. McGraw's leaving. It's over. Her dreams are crushed. Her annual trip down Candy Cane Lane has just been thrown to the fire. And then Eric says, um, yeah, you know, I, I also have experienced loss. And he shares with Phoebe that both of his parents died in a car accident when he was a child. Yeah. Same, same. And that's same when Phoebe, Candy that's, Cane Lane. Would, I'd almost say even Stephen, wouldn't you? And that's when that's when Phoebe's like, wow, he gets it. He understands loss. You know, I can relate. He can relate to me. I mean, she doesn't even when he's when she tells her story and then he tells his, she doesn't even go, oh, well, yes. yours is way worse. You know, she doesn't. Yeah. yeah. There's no, no, there's no recognition. She's like, oh, yeah, no. see, you get it. You get what yeah, it's like. A look to be of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you know what it's like to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just yeah. like, oh, um, I'm really sorry about that. Your life is way harder than mine, you know? Yeah. Or, oh, wow, I'm a total, you know, vapid piece of shit. And I, <laughs> my priorities have not existed until now. And thank you for grounding me as a human adult. But no, she doesn't say that. No, didn't say it at all. So, but now she thinks they've bonded, you know, and mm-hmm. now and now they they're on their merry way to being a couple, we think. And, uh, you know, for anyone that is following this and, and really paid way close attention to this movie, if our timeline is off, sorry, we drink. Yeah, um, it's a me, me you, too. And it's my fault. But, but yeah, no, it's all. Yeah. But you get the gist. You well, know what? You know what? Ha- yeah. We all know what's happening, right? I think we have we they get the flavor. I actually think I think, when, I all, think you, you know, brought it back to like the actual right timing, because then I think it's after that that she goes in. She's now she's picking up her presents for the foster kids that we've never seen that she's donating for Christmas. Yeah. And and, you know, because she had put a little, uh, you know, box for toys in the in the vet clinic. And she goes in yeah. there all skippy after her and um, Eric are obviously um, close now over their bonding. And she overhears a conversation um, with the vet, the like his coworker, vet assistant, if you will, vet tech. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I don't know who he is. Yeah. He works there. And, vet nurse. Mm-hmm, and, the one, and another woman that works there. And he overhears... She overhears them talking about a phone call that Eric got that morning, clearly from his ex. And what we see is that they're saying he didn't even really react to it. Looks like he's moving on. He's got the hots for this Phoebe girl. You know, we're so happy. Um, But what she hears is a a condensed part of it. She overhears eavesdrops, basically, and just hears here and there. Oh, he seems so happy blah, 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 hear from her. So now Phoebe's like, oh my God, he got back together with his ex-girlfriend and storms out of the vet clinic. Now the the co-worker sees her but doesn't realize what she may or may not have overheard because A, it's none of her business and B, um, she misheard most of it anyway. So she storms out. Now that night she's supposed to go back to to some party. Um, Like, is it at the facility that they're doing it or it's at candy oh at the no i think oh yeah i think it is candy cane lane it's their new candy cane lane basically eric has gone behind the scenes and he's setting up a candy cane lane for her oh he okay he created yeah i mean and is this yeah it's like near the 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 assisted living place or whatever but let's let's couple just i don't mean to be you know too much of a uh on a granular level but when she walks into that office, okay, and she's supposed to pick up the kids for the the gifts for the uh, foster kids, she like goes into the back, like she just like lets herself into like the back room and overhears this. So you can understand how the the friend, the assistant, had no idea that she overheard any conversation because she was where she shouldn't have been. No, she was not. One. Yeah, you're, I don't think you're supposed she's to just walk. In the, you're not bitch. supposed to walk in the yes. back. It's a doctor's office, no. basically. You're not supposed no. to go back there. Yeah, I mean, there's HIPAA for animals, right? Yeah. You don't just 
march in. I, but again, it just shows her entitled, entitled. nature. And then she, like yeah, and then she hears a snippet of a conversation. And instead of, um, you know, at, just clearing it up like an adult, she runs back, closes the shop, tells her friend Lori that she's not going to this thing tonight. Now, we as the audience know the thing is that Eric's basically built a brand new candy cane lane for her and for the foster kids and for the entire town because he's just a nice man, even though his parents died. And yeah. she decides to throw a fit and not go. And her friend Lori is like, well, I'm not going to, I can't ruin the surprise for her that what she's going to is this candy cane lane thing. But, you know, she's refusing to come out, you know, as planned. And, um, and basically Phoebe goes, he's back together with his ex-girlfriend. I don't want to talk about it. And then she makes her friend leave her own shop. So yeah, now the friend is like, what? So she shows up to the, the candy cane lane thing and she sees Eric and he's like, well, where's Phoebe? This is a surprise. It's all for her, you know? And the night kids are running around having a nice time. And she's like, well, <laughs> she overheard that you're back together with your ex-girlfriend. And he's like, what are you talking about? Well, the vet friend that, you know, that works at the clinic is standing there and he's like, oh my God, well, I guess I was talking about your phone call this morning when she came by today and she must have overheard something. But I mean, we, and now Eric kind of looks at him like he's mad at him. Yeah. I mean, all he did was like, he didn't do anything. He didn't, he, he didn't, he did not do anything. He, he, he lived his life and had a conversation at his place of work. Yeah. That's what he did. Thank and you. she was trespassing and proceeded. <laughs> Mary wants barged her, in. Mary wants her arrested. I would like her arrested. I want her in the clink. Um, I don't think she should. No. And it's like, and, and so, yeah, her friend now knows that she's throwing this tantrum and she tells Eric, right. That like, Oh, she overheard this. Did you already say this? But yeah, that like, that he, it, and it's like, could you imagine just knowing that people are doing all this shit for you or even like thinking possibly and just being like, no, I didn't get my way. I, I don't know. I hate yeah. That. And I'm he's sorry. not, and he doesn't even get mad. He's like, oh my God, what a misunderstanding. I must go explain to her. So he goes to the shop and he clear, and he's like, and she's like, you can't come in. And he's like, just let me in. And then she tells it and he tells her like, no, I'm not getting back together with my ex. Like. He tells her what actually happened on the phone call or that he didn't take it and he was happy and whatever. And now she's like, oh, okay. So now that he's apologized for doing nothing, he takes her to this whole candy cane lane that he's built for her in her honor. The kids running around, everyone's happy. And the first thing they do is she's, you know, she's shocked and, oh, my God, I can't believe you did this for me. But not enough, in my opinion. Not enough at all. All Sarah. No, not grateful enough. No, not grateful enough. And no. um, and the first almost like oh, okay, you know, it goes back to her father. It was like, it was like him walking in with Coco. Like, yep, expected. Anyway, that's just okay. No, it's you're right. You're right, Mary. You know this woman well. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, they what happens is they first see the first person they like kind of run into is the guy that works with Eric that was having the conversation that she eavesdropped on. And Eric's like, don't you have something to say to Phoebe? And the guy's <gasps> like, right. I'm so sorry. I'll never talk again or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, well, I, I won't speak freely at my job about things that are menial ever again. Ever again. Like what? It wasn't. I mean, it says none of your it was none of your business in the first place. And you could have cleared it up by asking him like an adult. And now this guy's apologizing for nothing. I didn't like that. Yeah. And I didn't like that Eric made him apologize. I thought that was I, weird. I agree. I thought that was very weird. I thought it was very out of character. And Phoebe should have, if it was something like that happened, I would be like, oh my God, I'm such an asshole. I didn't mean to eavesdrop or like I didn't mean to whatever, totally misunderstood. But no, she's like, thank you. Like, just like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, I mean, and now that the guys apologize for nothing and then they're walking around and the candy cane lane's beautiful. We can't believe Eric put all this together. The foster kids, I think, I don't even know if we actually still saw them, finally saw them this time, but they, we hear they're having a nice time. I think we maybe, maybe yeah. they, maybe, they, maybe they paid for like one to run by uh, as an extra cat, <laughs> as an extra yeah, in the cast or yeah. something. Um, it's the same kid in different outfits. They yeah. didn't put a lot into that part of the story. <laughs> And um, and then he takes her into like a 
it's not a cave. Uh, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like a room, uh, you know, made out of trees or mistletoe or whatever. And, um, and he's standing under some mistletoe. And then finally, yeah, is that right? Am I going they too fast? Tongue. They, they finally, they taste no, you are. They finally mace. French. They finally, yeah. I don't know if it was a French, but they kissed. Or no, yeah, you're right. They finally It was a close. lifetime ki- Christmas kiss. Um, yeah. But after all this, they finally kiss. And uh, yeah. And we assume, we assume he got laid that night, we hope. Well, I'm convinced that Candy Cane Lane is code for her vagina. And that <laughs> he's like trying because it's like been closed and now it's reopened. And I don't know. I'm hoping he got, he deserves to get laid, Sarah. And to be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing a spinoff with him and the barista if things don't work out with Phoebe. Oh, that would be a good one. It would be. Wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. Candy Cane Lane 2. Um, yeah. What happened? Phoebe died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Candy Cane Lane caution tape or I don't know, something. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, that was. Yeah, my favorite thing really about this entire movie, and um, we appreciate you guys listening to us uh, yeah, discuss it, is just how much Mary despised Phoebe. <laughs> and um, it brings Aww. me so much joy, and I hope it brings, I hope it brought everyone else as much joy. Yeah, I just, you know, I. I got I have to stop getting so invested in these characters in the fact but no, no I mean, please she don't just, stop getting that invested. All right. I, I'll be honest, I can't. You know, it's like, oh, I'm I have to quit drinking. JK L O L. Right. Got a, a Chardonnay right with no. Um I've never said that by the way, but um I support anyone who quits drinking. I did, however, just finish a juice cleanse, but neither here nor there. I'm gonna hate <laughs> these people. Uh Probably I can't help it, Sarah. I can't. I can't help how I feel. No, and I think. I mean, look. I don't think they're written to necessarily rub us all the right way. You know. Um, yeah. I think that, that sometimes Lifetime has a little fun with watching, watching us uh, have to hate watch people a little bit. Yeah. And that's part of the joy. I think they get it, and I think that if they continue to bring us this content, it's going to be a very merry Christmas. Oh my God! I agree completely. I think that's a wonderful way to put a bow on this. Well, it was wonderful to talk to you, Mary. And I hope that listeners had a good time. I hope you didn't try yeah. to. I hope you weren't coming here for a, a fluid plot or anything. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to even draw an outline and it would just look like a hurricane sorry about that but no i don't we, think we have anything to apologize I think, for i think that's what okay. the lifetime movies are for for you to just sort of discuss True. what happened and and fill in the fill in the rest you know here and there I don't we think, just we i don't think they're meant to be go, taken seriously right we go to a granular level but we digest some pieces a little bit harder than others you there know you know go I mean? that's it that's yeah, the way to put it i think that's it all right i think we, that's yeah it's like a log line to i don't know Anyway, Sarah Kona, you're the fucking best, and I can't wait to do it again. I love you, Mary. We'll talk to you guys soon. I love you, Sarah. Yeah, thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.